Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is January 26th. Today we're going to be taking a look at some of my favorite scriptures in the Doctrine and Covenants. They're found in section 6 verses 33 through 37. It says, Fear not to do good, my sons, for whatsoever ye sow, that ye also reap. Therefore, if ye sow good, ye shall reap good for your reward. Therefore, fear not, little flock, to do good. Let earth and hell combine against you. For if ye are built upon my rock, they cannot prevail. Behold, I do not condemn you. Go your ways and sin no more. Perform with soberness the work which I have commanded you. Look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. Behold, the wounds which pierced my sides and also the prints of the nails in my hands and feet. Be faithful, keep my commandments, and inherit the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Now, something that I absolutely love about those verses, here we have five verses, and three times in those five verses, we are told to fear not. Now, I love that because think of the world that we live in. Think of the experiences we have and the things that we go through. Just sending our kids to school in the morning can be fearful. But here the Lord commands us to fear not. And he's not asking us to do that as a blind hope. He's not trying to dismiss our fears. What he's doing is saying we don't have reason to fear if we turn that fear into faith. If we choose to turn our focus to the Lord and to place our faith in him, then we can replace our fears with faith. We don't have to dismiss them or pretend that things that we're experiencing in this world aren't scary or aren't difficult. Instead, we place our focus completely on the Lord and trust in Him. And by so doing, we turn our fears to faith. President Hinckley said it this way, Brethren and sisters, we have nothing to fear if we stay on the Lord's side. If we will be prayerful, seeking wisdom from God, who is the source of all truth and wisdom. If we will cultivate a spirit of love and peace and harmony in our homes. If we will fulfill our assigned responsibilities in the church with enthusiasm and faithfulness, if we will reach out to our neighbors and others in a spirit of Christian love and appreciation, helping those in distress wherever we may find them, if we will be honest with the Lord in the payment of our tithes and offerings, we shall be blessed as the Lord has promised. Our Father has made explicit covenants with his people. He is in the position to keep those covenants. And it is my testimony that he does so. I love how President Hinckley says, if we'll do all these things, if we continue on the path, if, as the Lord said to Oliver Cowdery, we're not afraid to do good, then we can be blessed exactly the way that our Father in Heaven has promised us. Because he can and will keep the covenants that he has made with us. So first of all, we have to not be afraid to do good. The second time the Lord says, fear not, he says, Let earth and hell combine against you. And if you're built on his rock, they cannot prevail. What an incredible promise that is. Sometimes that is what life feels like. It feels like all of earth and all of hell is fighting against you. There are days where it feels like every single one of Satan's minions is on your back. Remember the story of Elisha when they wake up in the morning and they see that The entire city is surrounded with horses and chariots and this army. The servant comes to Elisha and he asks, Alas, my master, how shall we do? 
Elisha's answer to the servant has always been super profound to me. Elisha said, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And then the servant's eyes are open and he sees that the mountains were full of horses and chariots of fire. Legions from our Father in heaven there to protect and to bless Elisha and his people. My friends, I feel like sometimes the world is like that. That we might have all the horses and the chariots of the adversary. We might be bombarded and surrounded with evil in this world. But if only we had eyes to see, I believe that we would see that they that be with us are far more than those that be against us. If we will only have our sight set on the Savior and on his atonement and the power and strength that can come from him, we would realize the earth and hell can't combine against us to bring us down. We see that exact same principle in verse 36. It says, look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. So as we keep our focus on the Savior, on our covenants, on the atonement, and what Jesus Christ has done for us, it gives us power to fear not. But it also gives us power to doubt not. And I think it's really important that we recognize the difference between doubt and questions. To have a question about the gospel or to have a question about church history or to have a question about something that you read in the scriptures is not the same thing as having a doubt. Questions are good. The entire restoration began with a question, but there's a very big difference between a question and a doubt. When I was an EFY teacher, I would teach a lesson called Finding Answers to Gospel Questions. And as part of that class, I would ask, what's the difference between a doubt and a question? And I love to ask questions when I teach because it gives me the opportunity to learn. And I was always blown away with the answers that those kids would give. The difference between a doubt and a question. Some of the ones that I remember the most is that a question is continually seeking an answer. And it's looking for an answer with faith that the answer that they find is going to match their beliefs. Whereas doubt is not actively seeking for their faith to be confirmed, rather for their faith to be proven wrong. I think that that's such an incredible difference. And I think what we do with our questions when they arise makes all the difference between whether it's a question or a doubt. As we're striving to look to the Savior and as we're striving not to doubt, I also think it's important to recognize that not all questions have answers right now. Elder Hinckley, President Hinckley's son, once told a story about a stonemason building a wall. He said, Have you ever watched a stonemason build a rock wall? He will sometimes pick up a rock that just doesn't seem to fit anywhere in the niches of the wall. But does he abandon the wall and walk away? No. He simply sets the rock aside and keeps building until a niche appears where it fits and then proceeds until the wall is finished. So perhaps should we temporarily set aside questions that we continue to struggle with and that we cannot quite seem to answer today, having faith that at some time in the future, a niche will appear in the rock wall of our testimony where they will fit perfectly. Don't abandon the rock wall of your testimony because one or two rocks don't seem to fit. I have experienced that, and I can testify that it's true. I have what's called my question shelf. If I don't understand something, if I've searched for answers and can't find it, I set it on my question shelf. And I found that more often than not, the time comes 
when I find the answer and I can remove that question from my shelf. But we don't abandon the rock wall of our testimony just because we find a stone that doesn't fit. We keep our focus on the Savior, and in all that we do, we strive to doubt not and to fear not. The Lord finishes up this section by saying, Behold, the wounds which pierced my side, and also the prints of the nails in my hands and feet. Be faithful, keep my commandments, and ye shall inherit the kingdom of heaven. I love that here in this revelation, now keep in mind, this was not a vision. They couldn't see the Lord, but the Lord still tells them, behold, behold, meaning look at or look to the wounds which pierced my side and also the prints of the nails in my hands and feet. They couldn't see him. He wasn't asking them to directly look at his hands and feet inside, but figuratively he was saying, look to my wounds. Look to the things that I have done to bring you salvation. Look to my atonement. Look to the salvation that I offer. My friends, that is an invitation that he extends to you and I every single day. Look to him. Look to his atonement. Look to the peace that his ultimate sacrifice can bring to you. I testify that as we do what the Savior asks, if we are consistently looking towards him, looking towards his atonement, pondering on what the Savior can do for us and has done for us, I testify that the doubt and the fear subside and faith enters in. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.